Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. All right, everyone, here we go. I think hopefully some people will be logging in here shortly, putting your comments uh, or questions in the comments. Uh, day 40, I'm going to try to answer a lot of the questions that came in, uh, and I'm going to get to the the main question um, that a few people have been asking, uh, but I want to answer just a few things um, up front. It is what I'm doing is I'm drinking just water. That's the goal. And that's the difference between juice fasting or I call it juice feasting. If you're having juice, you know, you're having juice throughout the day. You're keeping your caloric intake up, probably having too much fructose, too much sugar. But, you know, you're able to get the energy and there's some detox benefits as long as you mainly do just green juice and, and not a lot. And so... What I'm doing is just water. And then like yesterday, I had to preach a couple services and a long day. So I had a, you know, a tablespoon of almond butter. And then, uh, I brought some grapefruit juice, about a hundred calories of grapefruit juice to the service, drank that throughout the service, you know, to kind of keep that energy up a little bit. And then, you know, you're back to water only. Uh, so anyway, when I have to do things, I got a memorial service coming up. I've got tons of meetings and ran the heavens events where I'm managing the radio network we have. You should check it out at wcfradio.org, wcfradio.org. Uh, and I've got five kids, we've got sports. And so, you know, I had to f- find something that works. And so if I have to have a little bit of, new, let's say, let's say technically some days, 200 calories, some days 50, but over the course of 40 days, you have, you know, let's say 8,000 calories. It's about three pounds of fat at 3,500 calories of, of fat. Um, and so, you know, it's not, to me, it's not that big a deal. Got somebody leaving here. Um, but what, and here, here's why I talk about the physical benefits quite a bit. Because often when fasting, the physical benefits are immediate. Right now, wow, this is incredible. What's going on? The body's healing. I, pretty much everything I wanted healed has been healed except my eyesight. My eyesight's still blurry. Also, you can see my face was, I was breaking out a little bit towards the last, the last few days there, which is good. Your skin is releasing toxins. It's normal. Um, but my eyesight is not improved. It's still blurry when I read. And, uh, but I think if I would have been able to go really deep, but you see those people that go deep, you know, if you're at a fasting clinic and you, I don't know anyone who's really went 40 days without being in a fasting clinic, laying down all the time, not having much going on, you know, to do what most of us do. Most of us are busy. We've got to find something that works. Plus, it's been on my heart for about five years. I've got notes in my Bible, 40 day fast, 40 day fast. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Um, and so, you know, and, and also even, even like having some almond butter in the morning, that's it. You know, you might spark adrenaline. No, it's not adrenaline. It's, um, uh, the, the hunger hormone, I forget the exact pronunciation, but then, you know, that's a little bit harder. Cause okay, now I feel okay to get through preaching, but now you kind of resurrected hunger a little bit. So they're both pretty hard actually. Um, but it's been incredible trying to get to bed early and get to sleep is incredible. Six hours of sleep. So deep. You just wake up refreshed at three thirty four in the morning. Don't need coffee. That took me a while to get off coffee, uh, even during the fast and just weaning off and saying, Lord, I'm just going to go for it. Cause uh, the thing about coffee is it makes many of us irritable, anxious, angry, 
uh, frustrated and, and it's just, it's like fight or flight. So we're always fighting and flighting and we have these, these attitudes that go along with it, uh, for sure. So, uh, and then, so that's why I talk about the physical benefits of fasting a lot. Why shouldn't we celebrate those? Doesn't God want us to take care of our body? Our, shouldn't, isn't, doesn't he want many people to lose weight, get their cholesterol down, even though I have some thoughts on cholesterol and, and all those things I'll talk about later. Uh, but also doesn't he want us to, uh, you know, be productive. And so that's why I talk about the physical because they're very apparent and the, the spiritual, the spiritual is actually sometimes private. So there are some things spiritually, uh, that were incredible. Some strongholds broken, uh, again, with sugar, coffee, uh, also some other things, family dynamics and, and really encouraging. However, was not walking on clouds for 40 days. It was actually, of all my fasts, it was one of the most challenging in that I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel the, um, uh, this, cause I used to wake up sometimes and just be just incredibly full of the spirit, crying out to God for hours. And other times I would go on long jogs and, and tons of energy and, and, but I didn't have either, uh, spiritually it was, you know, not bad, but here's the, here's the thing with fasting. You also I'll always have to remember this, even with Jesus is, um, or in fasting examples, often we don't see results during the fast. Like, okay, I'm a week into it. Boom. Here's these results. Sometimes you do. Sometimes on the 21st day, I remember a person being healed and set free. Another person after a week of fasting, their child was, came home with the prodigal son. And so it does. I mean, we just, we don't know what God's going to do, but often what you're doing is planting the spiritual seeds, you're planting spiritual seeds for a future harvest. And so not feeling like it, not, you know, feeling all the goosebumps and, but that's perseverance, that's fortitude, that's strength, that's faith. Actually, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we know that even though I don't feel it, you know, feelings, the flesh, we know spiritual benefits are huge and without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I think looking back, I'm actually excited about this because Lord, I don't feel a lot. I mean, yeah, you can check out yesterday's sermon, uh, felt great and, and just really clear and precise. And a lot of people have commented on it and that's encouraging. And definitely a lot of mo- things have changed in my life. And, and, uh, but it's, 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 it's a hard journey. Um, but I'm, I know there's going to be even more fruit later. There is fruit. I can't really, again, talk about private things that where I know lo- the Lord is really doing in my heart and where he's getting this, the, this voice from Westside Christian Fellowship out into the nation. I've got some meetings coming up. Um, uh, I'm going to some, a turning point event with Charlie Kirk. I'm going to another event where Francis Chan is speaking. It's for pastors only. Uh, I've got another thing going on. And so God's opened these doors. We might actually even go live, take live in call-ins from our, on a radio network. Uh, that was just happening transpired recently. And so there's a lot of things that are happening, but it's, it's sticking with it. Fortitude. I mean, I, I end the 40 days is, is, is I think at lunch, I mean, obviously later. Um, and so I want to answer a few questions, but that's kind of the backdrop. Number one question is, I just want the phone to go out, uh, the lighting here. Um, a number, I mean, the, the big question is, you know, people wonder, well, don't you, aren't you supposed to keep your fast private? So if you can read Matthew six, uh, he talks about when you fast, don't appear that you're fasting, you know, do it in private. And so, yeah, I've, I teach on, I've taught on that for a decade. I practice that. I often don't tell people when I'm fasting unless God releases me later and, or people notice, you know, and, and so, yeah, it's a private thing to God, but just like prayer, when you pray, go into your prayer closet and shut the door. So if we're going to follow that line of reasoning that we never tell anyone about fasting, do we never tell anyone we're 
Do we never pray with anyone? Of course not. We know that corporate prayer is vital. We know that corporate fasting is vital. Look at Joel, look at Esther, Nineveh called the corporate fast. And so, you know, it, it, is, it is biblical to say, okay, Lord has released me. We're doing a corporate fast. Uh, I'm going to lead the way. I'm going to give results and updates. And so people can be encouraged and motivated. And so the heart behind Matthew 6 is, you know, if you're, it actually was a modern day Pharisee. The Pharisees weren't even believers. They weren't even saved. And so Jesus is, is addressing to that. Also, it has practical application to us. So it's not like, oh, I'm on Facebook, man. This is day three. Oh, this is so hard. And people are like, oh, you're so spiritual. You're so spiritual. That is so incredible. And then, oh, I'm a week into it. And man, I'm just, you know, oh, and you got your applause from men. That, that's, we're not supposed to be doing that. This is a private fast, uh, when God calls you to do that. And I've done many of those over the years. I mean, most of mine have been private. But as a pastor, as a leader, calling the church to a corporate fast, calling the nation to a corporate fast, um, you know, the word corporate fast, somebody said, isn't in the Bible. Well, the word Trinity isn't in the Bible. The word Bible isn't in the Bible. The concept is calling the people to fast. Somebody's got to lead the way. And so, uh, do I do it perfectly? Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, is God not happy that, that I'm doing this? I, I don't think so. I think a lot of us, we run the risk of being an armchair quarterback and a judgmental Jerry and like, Hey, let, let God lead. I mean, I get convicted that I wasn't nice to someone. I get convicted that I should have uh, been a little bit gentler with my kids. And so God hasn't convicted me to not to share all this stuff. It's actually the opposite. Right before the fast, I felt released to like, let's take this national. There's too much on the line. And so what happens is you have to be careful because you then become a heart inspector. How do you know my heart? How do you know what God has been doing in my heart for five years? Now, if it's a clear disregard for scripture, there, you know, it's a no brainer, but there's gray area here because the context of Matthew six is a hard arrogant, boastful heart. Jesus said, when you pray, when you fast, when you give, do all these things in private because your heart is, is make sure your heart stays humble. So that's my thoughts on that. I mean, there, there's just a lot of, of biblical support on calling people to fast. Again, I don't do it perfectly. Did I talk too much about it? Maybe. Did I talk too little about it? Maybe. And people are like, you shouldn't talk about your weight or any of that. Why not? Why not celebrate <laughs> that the physical body's being blessed too? As long as the spiritual is the first and foremost, can we talk about the physical benefits as well? And so another question uh, that's coming in, um, what's my first meal going to be? Well, this is a little different because, you know, if you follow like Alan Goldhammer, uh, I've emailed him a few times. We talk now and then, um, and again, I don't endorse these people necessarily because you know, they're not Christians or, um, I don't remember his name. Uh, Lauren Lachlan down there in Costa Rica thinks you should just eat fruit all the time. I mean, I'm going to talk about this May 21st. If you're listening to this later, find the May 21st Health Expo message. Come and talk about what does the Bible say about food? We need to stop listening to all these, oh, carnivore, carnivore, just eat meat all day. Well, that sounds pretty good, you know, for a while. Uh, but what, what's the pitfalls to that? There are some benefits. What about keto? What about vegetarian, paleo? Uh, all these different things. I'm going to discuss that. We have to look at though from a biblical perspective. Uh, so anyway, back to these, these guys, these doctors, um, they do like, you're just laying there. And if you're sick for six hours, you're laying there. There's no kids around. There's no responsibilities. And you can really go deep into autophagy, deep into ketogenesis. And so your first meal, your microbiome has been reestablished or a lot of it gone. Your, your, your digestive system is asleep. And so you got to just, Hey, wake up. Wake up, flesh, your wake up stomach, and you have a little bit of orange. Maybe it takes you 
four hours to eat an orange, a little bit of juice. And, and so you're just waking it up. If not, you got to do that for a few days, like bone broth. I mean, they'll recommend if you go long, you got to go, you got to go long. I mean, I, I'd say if you, if somebody did a 40 day fast, you can find those on, on YouTube. You know, you're going to have to go a good week with just barely introducing things. And then that's hard because now you've sparked that hunger. Like I've done, you know, over the course of this fast. And what, so on one hand, I'm kind of glad I did that because now I think I can handle this refeeding syndrome better. And what happens if you just start picture a fire in the fireplace? Okay. It needs, Hey, throw a little bit of wood on that fire. Okay. You throw a little bit of kindling, a little bit of wood. What happens? What happens if you dump a whole cord of wood on that fire? It's out. And so that's what happens when you just start to consume. And I'm oh, so hungry and your body is hungry. It's, uh, uh, it, it, the hunger hormone is taking in and hungry. We've got to replenish. We've got to replenish all this. So it's, it takes as much discipline to end the fast as it does to begin the fast. So because I've been having a little bit now and then, I don't think I need to watch this as carefully. Uh, but I'll probably start with, uh, maybe some orange, orange juice, some orange juice. Uh, I'll, t- I'll be in prayer first and, and just, just seeking God, God, the heart of God, but just, and then some bone broth and then maybe later that evening a salad. And then I'll kind of work in, uh, later on how that works. Um, let's see what other questions came in. You guys have some more questions. Uh, let's see. It's kind of hard to read with the sun hitting it. Uh, you may have not felt it as much as you thought, but, oh, you know what? Yeah, let me see if I can enlarge this a little bit. Um, yeah, okay, I'll read that one later too. Good stuff. Any questions coming in? Uh, let's see. All right. Well, a lot of people watching, but not as many asking questions. I think I've answered a lot of them. And you can find a lot of these from, uh, yeah, you can rewind this and listen to the beginning. You can find a lot of the answers to your questions in my books on fasting. You can download them free, free downloads. You can even put in the search bar probably once you download the book and find your topic, can I drink coffee fasting? Can I drink herbal tea fasting? And again, it's how serious do you want to get? Because coffee has got a lot of caffeine. And if you're trying to, my pulse rate dropped from about 80 to about 60, even in the high fifties, you're, you're, you're saving about 28,000 beats a day. Even when I just went on a, a just a walk this morning, like my, my heart rate never went above 68. Uh, and so, um, I don't know what my point was on that. Uh, oh yeah, heart rate. Uh, blood pressure, you know, everything benefits from it. Everything is in my book. Uh, and when with coffee, the thing with coffee is it's a, it's a drug, it's a stimulant. So you're, you're constantly st- stimulating the heart, but on fasting, well, that it kind of, it's counterproductive. So I would encourage people to wean off coffee. I did have some green tea, a little bit of green tea. I don't feel anything near as much as I do with coffee. It's about 30 grams of caffeine and green tea versus 200 and coffee. Um, so I mean, no, you're not supposed to have coffee, but uh, Jason Fung, I follow him too. Great, great information. Again, evolutionary perspective they have. Uh, if you have diabetes, his resources would be good. Jason Fung, uh, he encourages people to drink, you know, it's okay to drink coffee. The reason is a lot of these guys are addicted to coffee, so they don't want to give up their addiction. And so they tell, oh yeah, you can fast with coffee. Give me a break. It's not only that, the, the, the ingredients in coffee, the chemicals of the glyphosate and phyto, the glyphosate and the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and, and you're taking all these toxins, but you're fasting to get rid of the toxins. To me, it's counterproductive. Herbal tea doesn't have any calories, but you are providing nutrients. And so how deep do you want to go? I mean, most of us can't go that deep, but if you can, great, go for it. But water only is water only. And that's what I did. And unless I had to, you know, we had church services every night about a month ago. You know, I had to have a little bit, brought some juice with me, got through it. Um, But eventually the body gets adapted and now, man, I don't know about some of you, but I could not go to bed 
at night without eating something. I'd wake up at 11 at night or 12 at night, have to have some cereal, have to have, and a lot of that has to do with glucose levels. You're taking in too many carbohydrates. I'm going to talk about that all May 1st as well, May 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can turn in live there. Uh, but now that's completely gone. Like, I can't believe I can just go to bed, you know, lay down around 839 and just fall asleep pretty quick. Um, but for some people, fasting has a reverse effect. So be prepared. Uh, and that has happened to me. My first couple fasts, I could not sleep. I was like, just what is going on? You know, and, and it's 11 o'clock. I can't go to sleep. That's because cortisol, adrenaline, a lot of these hormones are being released and you, and you just can't fast. So I can't sleep. So if you're planning on fasting, uh, get medical supervision, of course, talk to your doctor, but understand, you know, this might be challenging. I might not sleep as well as I thought. Uh, initially, it might take some time, but also when you're fasting, you don't need as much sleep. You really don't. I mean, it, it, probably five, six hours and you're good to go. Um, and so sleep, that has been incredible. Now, if you have a hard time falling asleep, I've done this probably three, four times. I took some valerian root. It's a natural sleep aid, valerian root. Um, and there's valerian root tea or a capsule. And man, within 40 minutes, I'm just like, ah, can I, I could go to sleep right now. And there's really no, you know, not too many adverse reaction side effects and different things. Um, let's see. Will the health expo and message be available to watch after? Of course. Um, let's see. Discipline. Do not go back to the old food. Yeah. And that's a good point, Karen. Um, I just talked to, um, uh, Many of you know Michael Brown, Dr. Michael Brown. Um, you know, we've, we've built a friendship over the years. I mean, solid guy. All these things that people say about him, you know, part of this or part of that. I, I don't find any of that credible. I mean, one of the most solid guys I know, well balanced. Um, but he's got a book. I can't remember the name. Something about food. Just put in that in food. And boy, he, it's convicting, but it's true. You know, just as much as we bow down to King's stomach. And so I even told him today, you know, my biggest goal is to not go back to 230 pounds. And um, it's it's now to steward the self-discipline that God has put into me. And the reason I want to go public and share this with you is it's helping. I'm, I'm, a, I'm amazed at the people it's helping. Facebook posts, Twitter posts, Instagram, people at our church emailing us, a website that they're being encouraged and strengthened. They're giving up this addiction, this stronghold. This one broke cigarettes. This one broke alcohol. This one is off their pain meds. This one is back, got, they got off their diabetes medication because they got their body. And, and so the fruit, see, that's everything. You have to look at the fruit that is being produced. You will know them by their fruits, talking about a false prophet. But Jesus said also, wisdom is justified by her children. In other words, they're accusing Jesus of these things. Jesus said, look at the fruit. So that's all I'm saying too, is look at the fruit. Um, so yeah, the key, the, the big mistake, Karen, great question. The big mistake most people make, uh, we should get you on here too sometime, Karen. I think I can, I can, uh, she, she does helps a lot of people with nutrition at our church. You can reach out to Karen Hicks. I uh, hope that's okay, but we should do a, you know, interaction at some point. I, I just said, figure, figure, figure out how to do it. Um, uh, now I forget what I was going to say. Anyway, um, on, oh yeah, the self-discipline. You've got this self, the biggest mistake people make is, oh, the fast is over. Like, I, I know family members, I won't say names, but the fast is over. All right, here we go. You know, in and out and, and, uh, ice cream and back to the old habits. If you go back to the old habits, see, fasting isn't a cure. It just positions the body in such a way where your environment now can be reset. Your microbiome reset, inflammation reset, HDL, which is high-density lipoproteins, and LDL, low-density lipoproteins, which I don't think are bad, really. Those are at a healthy level. Triglycerides and... and um, 
and all these blood pressure, everything is reset. So now you got to steward it. Why would you want to go back to the thing that put you in the position you're in? Now, does that mean I won't have a bite of this or a bite of that? You know, who knows? I mean, I'm not really like, craving those things. So I want to keep stewarding this environment. And so here's the thing with fasting. Also remember this. Fasting is a lifestyle. It, it's a fasted lifestyle. It's not like, okay, man, come January 1st, I'm going to fast. And then we go back to our bad habits by April. And then in June, I'm going to fast. And we go back to our bad habits. It's a, it's a fasted lifestyle where it's, it's, it's who we are. Yeah. We blow it from time to time. I'll blow it from time. Let me tell you a funny thing about temptation this morning. I, and it, I told my wife, it's amazing. Like if you were to put a banana bread, soft, freshly baked banana bread with chocolate chip cookies in front of me, on a, on a day where I've been eating, I'm like, oh, that's going to be, oh, that's tough. The flesh is screaming. It's looking good. The sugar's calling my name. But this morning on day 40, I opened the cover to get a cup and my daughter put a piece of banana bread with chocolate chips, homemade right there for my wife in the next morning to I me mean, today. And so I grabbed that thing. I'm like, wow, no pull at all. I just put it back and went on my business. It's like, how does it lose that, that strength? I mean, how, it, it, there's so much strength and sugar and carbohydrates and things like that. I'm going to talk about all that complex carbs, simple carbs, fat soluble fiber, you know, how it affects the body. I'm going to have to really just get right to the point to help you on May 21st because there is hope. Trust me, there's hope, but we've got to re change how we think about refined oils and increasing omega six acids and how we think about carbohydrates and sugar, the wrong kind of heart carbohydrates. And what is your lifestyle? What do you, what are you trying to accomplish? And so I'm going to answer a lot of those questions questions that come in. Also, if you have any questions about uh, anything, put those in the comments too, maybe now or when this video is uploaded later. Uh, that way I can try to answer those on the 21st. Um, let's see now. Jason Fung is amazing. Yes, man. Talk about great information. I just, what blows my mind with all these people is Look how the body works. The mitochondria and the ATP is being released and it does autophagy and apoptosis and all these things are taking place at the cellular level and then it controls insulin. Then your insulin resistant cells begin to open up and then all this just happened. Like evolutionary, evolutionary processes just happened. You gotta be, you've you've lost your mind. It's a creator, a well-designed plan by a creator. That's the only thing that, that just irks me with a lot of these guys is but, you know, in our culture, unless you really know God, it's embarrassing to admit you know God. And if and all these doctors, I mean, Peter, uh, check out, I think it's Peter, uh, a company, Atia, A-T-T-I-A. I might have, I might have got the wrong right, but I think it is Peter. I don't know. It's been a little while. Um, but man, talk about knowledge. Whoa. Or, or, or Jordan Peterson. Is that his name? Jordan Peterson from Canada. I just watched a video last, I mean, one of the most brilliant minds I have heard in my lifetime. And, but all, it's like, we gotta go, we gotta run to the evolutionary, um, thought so we can appear to keep our, you know, we can appear to keep our, uh, academia and our knowledge and, and be well stupid. Well, there's no God in evolution. And that's, that's actually, it looks more foolish to many of us because we can see clearly there's a creator. You're not going to walk into your car and say, how did this car get together? Boy, that was, that must have took a long time if it was done by evolution. Of course, not, you know, I'm poking, poking fun here. Um, but anyway, let's see. Any other questions coming in? Strongholds are addicted. Do you have the 
uh, directions on how to do the fasting on your website. I do not, but it's probably in my book, Feasting and Fasting, or 40 Days to Reset Your Life. It's all at the church website. You can download those for free. Uh, obviously, you can get them on Amazon, Kindle, and different things, but we wanted to offer free downloads because uh, those other places won't let us, you know, they're obviously Amazon's not going to print books for free. Um, and so I talk more about that. And what I try to tell people is don't follow me. What I want them to do is take spend time with God and just really get convicted about certain areas. Um, and you know, a Daniel fast. It's you know, to me, I call it the Daniel healthy eating program because fasting, biblical fasting, is just you just you're done, just water only. But you know, those things are really good for health, really good for spiritual insight. Look at what Daniel accomplished, avoiding meat and delicacies and different things. And it's it's funny sometimes. I mean, Daniel really didn't use the word fast. Moses didn't use the word fast. Jesus, I don't know if they use the word fast. What they'd say is they, they, they didn't eat or drink or they didn't eat for this many days. And, and, um, uh, so anyway, yes, I would just take it to the Lord. I, I, it's, it's all laid out in the books. You know, I recommend if you're a beginner, wean off of all these destructive things. You know what they are. Nicotine, alcohol, caffeine, processed foods, lots of sugar. And boy, that's going to be hell on earth just right there. So you start to get your body in this, this prepared state. And then you can go into a season of fasting, maybe try 24 hours, uh, 48 hours. And if you need to drink a little juice to get through that, that time, maybe you do, you know, take it to the Lord. And, but I know people, God said, Hey, start to fast tomorrow and obey me and, They've been fine, you know, and some people haven't had really bad withdrawals. Some people have, uh, for me, the first week I'd say was probably the hardest for sure. Um, let's see if we've got some more questions coming in. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah. On, on this area of, uh, exercise that, uh, some of you have been asking about, I would, I would not exercise. Um, uh, you know, another place you can really get some good videos is the Buchheimer, Buchheimer fasting clinic in Germany. It's B-U-C-H-I-N-G-E-R, Buchheimer, Wellingby something fasting clinic. And again, secular organization, <laughs> uh, but, um, they have people on 200 and to 250 calories a day and they do work out. And their thought is, I mean, it's a hundred years of research and their thought is they've got good, both sides are good. And that's probably, I guess what I would probably have followed the most. So actually you could there, that answers your question, go follow them. And, and that's more lined up with what I did, even though on some days I didn't have that many calories, uh, others, other days I did is, and because I felt I had to, I wasn't physically working out. I didn't work out. I walked, did a little stretching, but you know, I've, I was working out with kids and leading the church and all these things. So they say that 250 calories, primarily of carbohydrates, believe it or not, believe it or not, sugar and soup. It, what it does is carbo, fat is usually burned in the, in the furnace of carbohydrates. They say the reason is, let's say you have protein instead. Well, protein isn't a, a very quick source of energy. Uh, glucose is, carbohydrate. So let's say you're exercising, you ate 200 calories of protein. This protein is, it, it, it can't be broken down very easily. So what is broken down if there's no carbohydrates? Well, the protein or your muscle. So your muscle starts to be used as fuel. Gluconeogenesis takes place. Your body converts your muscle into quick energy because you're working out. So that's why they say rest on fasting. Just let your body kind of repair itself. Um, and again, that points to that's not evolution. That's clearly a creator. And so that's why they recommend swimming or light exercise because you've got that, that carbohydrate for energy and 250 calories is not much. Let me tell you. 
And, uh, and so that they recommend that. And it also, their point is valid too. They see, you see a lot more people actually make it and succeed because, you know, if I'm going, man, I've been going, let's say, um, four or five days and I'm, 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 I got, you know, I got to watch the kids tonight and I've got to prepare a sermon. If I have some grapefruit juice, a hundred calories of grapefruit juice. Okay. I feel pretty good. I, I can get through this. See, that got me through the fast. Normally I'd be like, Oh, forget this. This stinks. I can't do this. And so doing something like that actually encourages people to continue. Uh, and it's healthy. There's, I mean, I've got all these results from it. Uh, and I don't know water fasting would have been, you know, just, I, I just where I'm at. I don't think it would have been wisdom. Uh, right now my weight went from 230 pounds, six to 230 to 195 pounds, uh, this morning. And so, you know, again, the key is refeeding, keeping that off. Uh, and I think we should be good stewards of our, of our bodies. I don't, these people say, Oh, you shouldn't be talking about that. It's only about spiritual things. Well, number one, they're probably convicted. Number two, there's no scriptural support from that because Paul says, I discipline my body. I bring it into subjection. Bodily exercise profits a little. Uh, be good stewards of what God has given you. Uh, do all that you do for the glory of God, whether it's eating or drinking. And so, you know, you just, you, you can't find any support for just letting ourselves go. It's no big deal. It's only, and what I've noticed is if, if, if physical doesn't matter at all, it's no big deal. Then you start to become lackadaisical and lazy in spiritual disciplines because spiritual disciplines often control bodily appetites and bodily lusts. And so you really get out of balance because I think physical discipline, uh, the fruit of the spirit is discipline. Paul said, I discipline myself diligently seeking God, persevering. These have spiritual uh, benefits as well. So, uh, let's see any last minute questions. Uh, hoping to talk a lot more about this on May 21st. Um, let's see, I'll try to scroll to the bottom real quick. Uh, another question comes in also, should kids fast? I have all that in my book as well. Uh, I would suggest not, but I can, I can, I can tell you that they will benefit greatly from not I want a snack now. I want crackers now. I want cookies now. I want this. Constantly feeding them. We're really setting them up for failures. They get older. And I'm preaching to myself. It's a hard one, I know. But I think we can tell kids, hey, let's wait till lunch. Let's wait. You know, I grew up, it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We Snacks? What did, when did that come in? And so I think we can steward that well. Um, I do know a 15, 16-year-old uh, that, that did 40 days water only. I, I supervised a lot of it, saw it really, and the benefits were incredible. And after the first week, she did, she did incredible. It, it, it was, it was pretty impressive. That's actually what motivated me, to be honest with you. Um, but she was able to lay down and not do much and, you know, which as, as adults, that's kind of hard. Uh, so let's see. I'm going to scroll to the bottom. Last call for questions. Um, also, what would you say was the hardest part of the fast? Um, there were a couple different times. Well, the bottom line is perseverance. The bottom line is when you're, you're moody, you're hungry, things are happening. So this time I said the power of the made up mind. Okay. My kids acting up have knocked me off course before, uh, things happening at church, you know, problems, situations, you know, challenges have knocked me off course before. Um, but this time I said, you know what? Have fits. I'm taking a drive. Whatever happens at church, I believe God is wanting me to do this. I'm just going to roll with the punches. But so that would be the hardest part is, and actually you're not, my cotton mouth isn't bad anymore. I'm kind of waiting for hunger to return. Um, and, uh, and so that's been the hardest part is obviously persevering through it. Believe it or not, the hunger isn't 
what people would think. Now, the first four four days, I'd say three days, you know, you're fighting the hunger monster for sure. Uh, but once that comes into submission and you switch to keto bodies, keto uh, the keto ketone ketones. They call it ketogenic diet, ketones, keto, keto, uh, the, that type of diet. What happens is when your body switches to fat for fuel, it, it, it you know, the toxins are released more and, and you start to not feel too well. So that during that release is when, uh, you know, definitely gets a little bit challenging. So that would be, I beat my, my biggest challenge, uh, was that to see, are you only doing juice? How much and when? Uh, Eric, I, you probably should go back and rewind. I talked a lot about that at the beginning. Um, I talked about having a, a tablespoon of almond butter um, yesterday before church, and that really that really helped. I felt great going to, in the morning. I felt really good, I, incredible. And then an hour or so later, I'm like, oh man, this is hard, and I got to go preach. And then we got prayer meetings. We got we got you know a lot going on. So I took a, a t- tablespoon of almond butter. Uh, there's really no pull there because it's not. It's not that great tasting, so that helped. And then I did bring uh, um, about 16 ounces of grapefruit juice, uh, 12 ounces of grapefruit juice to church, and then sip that while I was preaching. Um, and so that was it for yesterday. So the thing with juicing is, if 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 you decide to have juice, my 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 problem with juicing was. Okay, I'm gonna have juice in the morning. A couple hours later, I want juice again. A couple hours later, I'm hungry again. I want juice again. A couple hours later, I want juice again. I want juice again. I want juice again. So I was just continually feeding nutrients into my body, and I was con- mainly fructose too. And that that's that kind of goes against a lot of what you're trying to accomplish. So um, people have had huge benefits on it. I wouldn't. I'm not against it at all. I just think you know, make sure you think it through. Um, and for me, fasting was was fasting. Uh, but if I know I'm gonna have juice throughout the day, I'm probably gonna have a lot of juice. So that's why I chose just periodically when I would need it. There are many times where I would just fight through something. And, uh, but if I had to, you know, a big responsibility, I felt, I felt the greater responsibility was to fulfill my responsibility, whether it was to preach three services on Easter than it was to have a cup of juice. Now, the armchair quarterbacks, the fasting, you know, gurus and, you know, that's not really fasting. Well, you know what? I just look at the fruit and I say, praise God. And I say it was fasting. So, you know, you guys, praise God. You don't, you don't, uh, you're not my God. Uh, but to some extent they're true. I mean, true, deep fasting using water only that's, I mean, that's a whole different dynamic that takes place and you probably lose a lot more muscle and different things. Um, so it's, it's just, it's just where God had me. Let's see. Uh, would it be okay to take, can't get that exact word. Uh, I don't know what I, I have to, maybe the, the, the way that sun's right. Would it be okay? Let's just fill in the blank. Would it be okay to take something with your fast, whether it says creatine or, vitamins or something. Um, again, all my books have all this information and, and, and I only recommend those because I go into a lot more detail than what I can answer here, but, um, you can do whatever you want if it helps and you, and you feel released to do it. But my thought is on, um, whatever that is, I mean, it looks like creatine, but I know it's not spelled creatine, but, uh, supplements. Normally you don't have to take vitamins and minerals because, your body is pulling. Did you know you have stored vitamins and minerals in your fat cells? And as you're losing fat, you're releasing those vitamins and minerals. I also talk about dry fasting in my book. Wouldn't really recommend that too much. I did a little bit of that for 12 hours. Um, but I did take some potassium, magnesium, and sodium, uh, some trace minerals about uh, 10 days in, cause I was just, man, I'm not feeling good. This is not going to be good. And that really helped. I mean, I felt, okay, the electrolytes kicked in. I felt pretty good. So, 
you, you know, you have you have your physician, uh, you know, checking you out and, and maybe having supervision, of course, and doing some education and and you want to use wisdom. See, that's the thing. God calls us to something, but we also want to use, you know, wisdom when we're doing it. Oh, L-carnine. -carn I think that's amino acid. Uh, I mean, you, you could, but. Uh, if you start taking branch chain amino acids and, and other things, let me explain why, why they recommend not doing any of that. Let's say you take vitamin C, um, during a fast, but the whole point of fasting is to go deep into autophagy and ketosis. And you are stressing out your body. It's a good stress. Your body's stressed. Now it's got to produce all the, the it, now it has to produce an immune, Im, immunity response and, uh, and to, to increase your immune system. And that's a wonderful thing about fasting. It increases your immune system. So if you're taking vitamin C and echinacea and elderberry, and you're, it's kind of like, it's kind of counteracting what your body wants to do. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.